This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts, Lucy Davis. I'm Benjamin Holden. Today's episode, I'm a little bit nervous. Why? Are you? Don't Why? know. Kids get pied. <laughs> They'd be like, I, so I'm the type of person though, I don't answer an unknown number. Never. Do you want to explain a little bit about what we're doing today to give some context? Yeah. So yesterday we popped on our stories on the Not So Fit Couple on myself and Ben's. Drop your email in and it's going to be a live call in for the podcast. So we have loads of people's numbers and we are going to call them mm. off an unknown number and they're going to ask their question because it gives you guys an opportunity to ask what you've always wanted to ask. Yeah, it's, it's essentially like a little mini radio show that we wanted to do today. It Welcome kind of just to get... radio. Psst, what could we be called? Radio. radio not so fit. Doesn't work, does it? No. It's usually like radio one, <laughs> radio two. Radio 69. <laughs> <laughs> no way. That is just rude. 6.9. No. 6.9 we could do. Okay. Well, this episode is also kindly sponsored by Coro. And we've You're got joking, a new stack though. up. Right. Although we only got these ones the other day and they're half gone already. I'm Are I'm dieting at the not? moment and I'm aggressive dieting. And I've had to kind of leave myself a buffer for Coro. So it's called the Coro Buffer. It's basically where you set your calories, but you know you're going to go over because you've got Coro in your cupboard. So you have to leave something called a Coro Buffer to allow for that extra 200 calories that you're leaving per day on Ethan. Those dark chocolate cookies are... Oh, oh, you just lived your best life like me and don't have a fucking Coro counter and you just eat them all the time. These are honestly... I don't think we've had the dark chocolate before. No, I said to Cal, he was like, dark chocolate, and then he had one, and he nearly spaffed his pants. Oh, is it, are you not allowed because of the Coro count? I smell. <laughs> I, I ate some before, so I've, my Coro count's gone for mm. today already. Bro, Cal, do you want one? Do you know what? They are so elite. I've do you know what? I've been putting them in my granola. The, the thing that's nice oh. is, well, our cupboard's a bit warm, so when you when you go for them, they're a little bit, little bit warmer. However, the one thing that is nicer cold is the... Salted almond chocolate. Yes, it is. Shut your mouth. I have to disagree there because who the hell wants to bite into a chocolate bar that is Cal, so actual hard? Cho- Let me just Thank finish. you. No, bullshit. Yeah. I love it. So do you know what I love? I love it when you buy a chocolate bar and it's been in your pocket for a while and then you get it out and you can like bend Wait the chocolate. Wait a second. Can, every, can everyone who agrees with Lucy just give me a hell yeah? You can't say anything. Go. Hear that? Hell yeah. Silence. May I agree no, with myself? No, silence because it's bullshit. <laughs> no, you have chocolate cold. I like it. I don't Speak, care. Ben, I think you're really shouting or your mic is this, really This is what I have, to, I have to often do. I have to do it in the gym this morning as well because what Lucy will often do is she doesn't understand what a conversation works like, which is a one-to-one basis where you don't <laughs> talk over each other. It's kind of what we do. No, I think it's because sometimes you're speaking and I'm just like, get to the point because I also have something to say. Did you never get that? I was waiting So basically patiently. what you're saying is you're just rude. No, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, Ben. You, you were a little bit slower this morning. You had a bit of a slower start. And when you're trying to make no, a so point... I'm, I'm like, dieting at the moment, so I'm already low patience. And you've got someone talking over you. You're lucky I just didn't John Cena into the fucking <laughs> squat rack. I asked Ben for a spot this morning. He couldn't even spot me. He was just like... 
looking at me like I can't help you. You're in this weird position where you're doing pull-ups no, with a plate could... between your legs, and the best place to spot from a pull-up is from the legs. So if you've got a plate in between there, it's physically impossible to spot. See, I spot people pull-ups. there. Also, drop your ego and drop the plate. If you can't get the pull-ups, don't do no. it. Yeah. Got to challenge yourself. But one thing we did want to touch on today before we start giving people a call is actually something about the new film that's just come out and it's called The Whale. Yes. I have read into this. I think we've probably got a few of the same should we, should we start on why it really kicked off? Because obviously the, the, the film, I think, won quite a few awards this week at the Oscars. We're recording this a week behind. Um, and... We haven't. I'll be honest. Honest, we haven't actually watched the film yet, have we? We're gonna we're gonna watch it the the weekend, and then mm. Amazon tried to have our pants down and charges sixteen pounds. Yeah, not paying that. I'd rather go to the movies. It's very expensive. I think Brendan Fraser as well also won a lot of awards for it. I think apparently he was great in the movie. But this morning, I think Dove have tweeted saying, "Stop giving fat suits awards. We want better representation in Hollywood." And then I think quite a few people have agreed. Hashtag Let's Change Beauty. What are your thoughts? Well, I had a brief discussion with Kyle before about this, actually. So yeah. when we had Ethan Suplee on the podcast yes. and we spoke really heavily about him and his weight journey, at one stage he was 500 pounds and had to be weighed on a shipping scale. And go back to the podcast and listen to it because it's absolutely incredible. And he was explaining how he felt he had to stay morbidly obese for those roles. And he wasn't healthy. He wasn't happy. He wasn't healthy. So... In my kind of sense, being 500, 600 pounds, no, that's not healthy. So if people can still play those certain roles and act those roles by doing it in a way that's more healthy by wearing a suit or whatever it is, is that not better? I completely agree. I actually had the same thing about that Ethan had said. <laughs> so I think we're both on the same page in terms of the, the, I think the thing he said was why a lot of actors will stay in that weight category is because the sample is much smaller, so you stand a much better chance of landing the movie as opposed to when he lost weight, he was then part of a sample size of actors, which was a lot bigger and it's a lot more competitive. Mm-hmm. So uh, I do 100% agree. I don't personally have an issue with it either, with the fat suit and the fact that the, the actor was playing the role. I think... Um, to get the point across of what is actually the issue, if it's played by a better actor, then great. I don't think we should be just be choosing someone because they're fat to play a movie. I don't think that. I think that's kind of pushing down the roads of a quality of outcome. I think. I think what he also talked about as well, Mister Fraser, was he started to try and put on weight for the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you look at a lot of the interviews around the movie, he's he's a bit chunkier than what he usually is because he tried to actively put on weight for the movie. And then it was just a case of it it's going to be dangerous for him to, to obviously do that because we've got to look at the connection of p- being overweight and obese. I think obesity doubles the rate of mortality for most people. So he wasn't going to go that far with it. And also, I think the suit that he actually wore has come on a lot since the days of, remember Eddie Murphy in The Clumps? What's it called? Oh, with the um, the big chin. What's a Clumps movie called? I don't know what you mean. Doctor Doctor Doolittle. If you're on this podcast, Naughty, Naughty Professor. He's in that though, isn't he? Yeah. Doctor Eddie Murphy. Doctor Doolittle is not in in is that film. Not? No, oh. Doctor Doolittle is in Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> so the suits are coming a lot, lot since then, and 
Fraser actually talks about how the suit was very realistic. So he had to wear it all day. By the end of the day, he was sweating. He was soaking. He was tired. He was frustrated because the suit was so real. And that obviously emulates what it would feel like to be that overweight. I think also we've looked into it and the other end of the spectrum where actors have had to lose so much weight for films like the guy in the Christian, joker christian bale who did christian it bale. for what was the film he did it for was it the pianist no machinist machinist, machinist. Carl, well you've done. got the guy in the joker who lost a lot of weight zach efron in baywatch where he's on diuretics it's just all it's, all it's woke shit it's woke shit again because the other end of the spectrum just, it doesn't happen it doesn't happen where a load of slim actors have come out and gone well that's not good representation because no, my, my point was they those actors who have to lose that amount of weight, they really suffer yeah. be, being in those those physical but beings. How they are when they lose that much weight. They're not comfortable. They're not happy. They say it's really, really hard. So you imagine on the complete other end of the spectrum and we've literally had first-hand experience speaking to someone who has been one of those actors and now Ethan's lost. Wow, he lost like 300 pounds, didn't he? Yeah. And he said he's never been happier. Um, so that was definitely all two pence. No, I think the, it's just a load of wokeness again. I think Dove have jumped on it because they're trying to be the the white knight and seem to be all moral and righteous, which I just think is bullshit. Are they the only brand that has kind of spoken up They've about been the it? first one to, to jump on it, I think, yeah. But I think it was off the back of another tweet. And it's, it's similar to, did you see all the stuff that came out about Tropic Thunder when Robert Downey Jr. played the black guy? I don't even know what Tropic Thunder is. Wow. Carl? Tropic. Great, great movie. Yeah. Tropic Type it in, you'll see it. Thunder. So Robert Robert Downey Jr. plays uh, a black black guy in the movie. No, it's a it was a it was a comedy, I think I don't know if it was directed by Ben Siller, but he was the I think producer and the the idea behind it. And it was a great movie, it was funny. He did a great job of playing the black guy as well, but a lot of the a lot of people tried to cancel him for blackface which is, is basically obviously trying to represent a black person he said you'd never be able to make this movie ever again now just due to how woke people are i think he was talking about on on joe rogan as well and again i don't have a problem with that i thought it was funny i thought it was a good movie i've yeah. never seen it so i can't comment Go on, Carl. the thing about it as well though is he's not uh, playing a black guy he's playing a white guy who who is pretending to be a white a uh, black guy like yeah. it's a yeah slightly different but yeah yeah i was gonna say that makes more sense because i was kind of thinking in my head just if it's a if it's a black actor, put a black actor in. I don't agree with what you said. That I agree with what if Cal. That makes more sense to me, Cal. If he's so, like so pretended again, to be. So in in the movie, he's not playing a black guy. He's playing an Australian guy who's white, who is then a method actor playing a black. It's very meta, but it's not like they replaced a black actor with. Yeah, yeah because that would people, that wouldn't make like sense. The joke the joke was he was deluded and pretending to be a black. Yeah, yeah. he was like. But a it, method actor. It, it, there's a massive kickoff from different communities because of the film as well. Did you they? see Jamie Foxx's take on it? No, he was just super pro. Like, was very, it very much? A I pro. think a lot of people were pro. Again, you get this minority which create louder noises, and it doesn't. It's not representation of what people think. Mm-hmm. Also, with the mm-hmm. situation where he was wearing a fat suit, what I think is, and I think what people are going to say is that in terms of representing people who are overweight and maybe the, the issue being looked at in terms of quality, what is going to bring more light to that situation? Someone who is does a half-assed performance and is picked just simply because they're actually overweight and has no real status in the acting world versus someone such as Fraser, who is a well-known actor, well-beaten performance, and then brings a lot of light to a, to a situation 
what what at the end of the day like we want to get the best performance out of a movie and if that person brings more light to that situation surely that's better i think one of the things i just read as well that's quite heavily on twitter is how the number of people who described the prem is it premise premise as humanizing um and humiliating is disheartening but i'm there's loads of films where different actors are portrayed in different ways just not necessarily by what they look like but there's loads of different actors in different films that are humiliated or they're made fun of or like the kid in the films who always has the glasses on why they portrayed as like a little geek it's just i just think people have really kind of blown it very very far out of proportion and it's taken away from the actual film and obviously we've not watched it yet yeah and we do want to watch it and maybe we'll have a, a, a different judgment. But just by what people have said and from speaking to a very, very high-end actor in America who who was so upset and miserable being 500 pounds mm-hmm. and he only stayed that way to get specific roles, I think this is the reason why they've put him in a fat suit. Realistically. It, I, I don't 100% know what the movie's even about at the moment. So I'm guessing it's about the struggle of a guy who's massively overweight. Yeah, I th- and and his, with his daughter, yeah. which is the girl who is in Stranger Things. Yeah, she's awesome. She's amazing. She's 20. She's phenomenal. Yeah. They have all done, from Stranger Things, that whole cast have just done absolute Obviously, bits. loads of people love the movie. That's why it's won lots of awards. And then you've got this backlash just because of the fat suit. Did we want to call some people? Yes. We just wanted to touch on that because it's so heavily in the news at the moment. And it's important that we touch on things like that around the podcast because obviously we are quite a health and fitness based podcast as well. Um, so yeah, as we said at the start of the podcast, we thought it would be a really nice idea to be able to ask you guys who are listening. You might listen to this podcast and you might hear yourself in a second. How incredible is that? And we've got emails, we've got numbers, we've got a lot of people. Obviously, we don't know if people are going to answer yes. their phones. They might get stage fright. I, I really don't answer an unknown number though. Do you think, but with them, we can't just be sharing our numbers like that? Lucy, we've just emailed them saying you're going to be on the podcast between one and two o'clock. I think they're probably Do you expecting think? a phone but call. But I, I would be that type of person, even if I'm expecting a call and it said unknown number, I'd be like, no, I'm not answering well, it. Well, your, your opportunity <laughs> to pass on the podcast then, isn't it? I wonder if anyone else is that, that I have pure phobia of, um, oh, should I bring someone? Oh, I'm so scared. Okay, so this is, um, this is a girl called Molly. Just take, put the phone next to the mic, obviously, as well. Yeah, right next Last to me. Are we going to put it in the middle? No, it's got to be next to your mic. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to prepare prepare everything. Okay, so this is Molly, and she's always wanted to be on a podcast, and it was her 20th birthday yesterday, and she said it's a fantastic present, so oh, I really nice. hope so. I really hope she answers. Okay. Should I just call it? Yeah. Why is no one else nervous? Should I take my headphones off so I can hear as well? You pair it for the mic. Okay. 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 Lose me back a little bit. Where's he? I can hear that easy. Let's come through the mic. Just hold it a bit closer. What's her name? Molly. Come on, Molly. Hello? Hi, is that Molly? Yes, it is. Hello. Hi, it's Lucy Davis and Ben. You're on the Not So Fit Couple Hi, Molly. podcast. Hello, how are you both? Yeah, yeah well, really thank you. well, thanks. Ha- happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you. Yeah, happy birthday. Oh, sorry. You're... Um, you sent in some really fantastic questions. Did you want to share those on the podcast for us today? Yeah, of course. Amazing. So, um, my first question was, 
Um, so I'm doing a study at university at the minute and it's looking at athletes and their mental health and um, how the sort of mindset can help with that. So there's a saying that sports are 90% mental and 10% physical. And although these figures are debatable and likely to differ between athletes and sports, mm. I just wondered whether you both agreed with this statement and if it's something that you consider within your training. That is such a good question. Because um, I looked at your question before we rang you and I was really thinking about it. So I would probably say it's more of a 70-30 split in terms of 70% physical not mental and 30% mental. So I probably completely switched that data. Um, and I don't know if that's basing it off my own experience because yeah. I did the ultra and I definitely think if I wasn't as fit, I would have really, really struggled to be able to run that far. But then again, that last 30% was definitely all mental. Yeah. Go on, Ben. I think... I think that the numbers, I, I, I don't, I'm not quite sure where those numbers have been plucked from. I think, I think depending on the sport is obviously going to be massively deterministic of, of where those things come in. Because if you're playing something like, which is very much hand-eye coordination based and, and sort of things like that versus something where you're a marathon runner where it's going to come into a lot of the, the physical enduring. I think, don't, don't get me wrong, I think the, the mindset is always going to be a big thing in any sport. And both to succeed and have a career post-sport is massively mindset. I think a lot of people get caught up on this golden carrot of when you achieve such and such, this is going to be the pinnacle of your career and everything will be great from there, which is often why we see this gold medal syndrome of athletes and sports people alike who are depressed and miserable following sports. So I think one of the biggest things with mindset probably becomes around being a visionary and how you're not only focused on the mountain that you're climbing, but also looking at what mountain is behind that as well, because there's always going to be something that comes after it. And I think if you can be really on that mindset of the processes where you're going to find the most fulfillment and enjoyment. And I think there's a lot of things to be said around just enduring and experiencing hardship. I think there's, there's that's massively underplayed in terms of building a solid mindset. I'd, I'd personally disagree that, that it's 90 to 10%. I think that's a big, big statement to make in terms of what's come from. But again, I don't know where that data has potentially come from. That yeah, was a really definitely. good question. Is that so? Is that the ninety percent, ten percent? Is that based off like actual facts? Yeah. So um, the website I got it from, I think it's Koval. I've got as the Koval J. I do have the um, reference for it, but um, yeah, I just sort of looked into it and I thought it was quite what a very big, sort of bold statement to yeah. make yeah. that um, yeah, ninety percent is mental because obviously when you think of sports and fitness it's sort of the physical side but it is interesting to think that the mental side can sort of determine your attitude towards your goals or your performance mm. um, within the sports and sort of how you maybe approach that I mean I don't know if anything within maybe your daily routines do you implement any sort of um mental things or visualization or is that something you consider or is that not really something that you implement I think more so now as well that you have to have a stronger mindset with sport maybe compared to how you used to. Just because, say for example, you're a football player on a, on a Sunday 40 years ago, you'd play the game and you'd go home and that'd be it. 
Whereas now, if you're a football player uh, these days, you go home and you see people tweeting about how shit you were. You see people posting things on social media mm-hmm. about such and such. Your personal life is constantly in the media. You have to be ready for backlash or interviews or cameras at every angle. There's never yeah. a, a point where the limelight isn't there. And I think now mentally to be at the top of the chain in terms of sport, the mindset side of it is going to have to, you're going to need to do things that are going to bulletproof you a lot more, I feel. Unless you're like a monk where you go, go into monk mode and you can really switch off from it, which I don't think everyone can do. Then no, there, there needs to be certain things. I think me and Lucy definitely experienced this because we obviously heavily involved in social media and podcasting and YouTube, etc. So I think there's things for us that people will deal with things in different ways. So you've got people like David Goggins, who's an absolute he's very mental who's who's created a mixtape out of all his haters there's not many there's not many people who could do that and take that in every day and say i'm going to use this as fuel whereas you get people like joe rogan who will get a lot of criticism and he'll get a lot of negative feedback on podcasts and he says he'll never entertain any of it because you'll get people who say well i'm not going to take advice off um, so I'm not going to take criticism of people who wouldn't go to for advice. Yeah. So there's different people who deal with, deal with things in different ways. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did did we have time for the second question or not? Then we're going to have to do the next caller. We've got someone else waiting. We're going to have to go to our next caller, Molly, because you've got someone else waiting. But thank you so much That's for answering okay. the phone. No thank you very much. Thank you, Molly. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. That was so great. So next caller hopefully, is Amelia. Amelia? Yes. Okay. Come on, Amelia. Why is that ringing so nerve-wracking? There you go. Hello? Hello, is that Amelia? Yes, it is. Hi, Amelia. You are live on the Not So Thickle podcast. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you both? Really good, thank you. Thanks for answering. <laughs> oh, no, I can no thank you for um, teasing me. Oh, my God, I feel lucky. You are more than welcome. <laughs> Would you want to roll, do you want to roll in with your question, Amelia? Yeah, so um, it's a business um, question for, yep. you, for you both, actually. So um, what are your um, three tips in business, like online coaching, um, that you would give someone just over a year into starting their own business? And why would you give those those tips? So firstly, congrats. I'm assuming this is based on yourself as well. Yes. Um, yeah so congrats on starting your business in the first place that's always like the scariest thing to do is like taking that leap I definitely say in terms of like online coaching in the fitness space is having your own niche and understanding your audience because the industry is like really saturated now and there's so much going around you will always have the people and your specific audience who definitely want you as their coach because you do something in particular that they really love. They love about your content. They love that you do. So it's more so that your content and how you coach has an underlying theme is a really good way to look at it. So for example, mine and Ben's is very transparent, no bullshit, hybrid, that kind of focus. And I think that's definitely a massive nugget of advice that I could give in terms of definitely the fitness space. Mm-hmm. What, I'd, what I'd say as, as well, Amelia, is become a person of influence in that field. So you don't you don't need to be famous, you don't need to have hundreds of thousands of followers, but become a person of influence of the people that you're trying to influence. So make yourself 
become that person of authority make that make yourself a person who's reliable make yourself a person who presents themselves as knowledgeable because that's the people that's who people will turn to when they're looking to be coached and one of the ways that you can do that is via building your personal brand which is often very different to building a brand because when you're building a personal brand you look at people like elon musk who has appeared on several different podcasts has done a uh, probably quite and arguably controversial stuff in in mm. so on social media, but it helps build a brand around Tesla. Like you would never see Elon Musk smoking a, a bong in the back of a Tesla for an ad, <laughs> but he'll he'll happily do it on a podcast, which then makes people think, oh, Elon Musk is cool, Tesla's cool, and they'll connect those dots. So, building a personal brand where you can put messaging across, which. For example, if you were building a personal training brand, would be difficult to do because you've got to act more professional. Then also helps build that brand. And one of the things I'd say on top of that is just don't be vanilla. I think you should definitely aspire to piss some people off. Not everybody should should like you, which I think is a difficult thing to probably digest. But if you're someone who helps people be divided sometimes, and you can cater to, like Lucy said, a niche. It's, it's very much easier to take on clients and as opposed to someone who's trying to be liked by everyone. And you shouldn't you shouldn't be liked by everyone. I think people out there who are trying to be liked by everyone are, are fake because you can't please everyone. So hopefully that kind of get across that. Just try and fail and, and do do things wrong and it'll it'll probably help more than it'll hinder. Yeah. yeah, no, amazing. Thank you both so much. You're more than welcome, mate. And thank you very much for phoning in. We really appreciate your time. Oh, no, thank you. Have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. 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 Love that question. Yeah. It's really interesting, actually, what people want to ask us as well because we've got fitness, but then obviously the business base. Mm-hmm. We always forget that we've got some really good businesses, and it's not. Well, it's, I didn't realize people would want to ask. Yeah, about well, it's that. interesting because we're obviously doing a talk at Performex this weekend, which is about building an online community and brand identity. So I think that was quite important to what we were we were speaking about. I need to find another number. Next caller. Okay, so I think okay, I've got a number here from. Emma. Let's go, okay. Emma. Let's go, Emma. <gasps> Where do I put the phone, Cal? There, yeah. Here. But can you, can, can you hear her? Uh, like crystal clear. And she can hear you? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Just keep the phone close to the mic, but not on the mic like I did, because it causes a fuzzing noise. Hello, is that Emma? Hi, here it is. Hi, you're live on the Not So Fit Couple podcast. How are you? Hi, really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Hello, well, Emma. Thanks. Oh, hi, guys. This is exciting. It is exciting. Did um, <laughs> did you have a question for us that you wanted to ask today? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. You go for it. Okay, so I am, like you, very much trained to be a hybrid athlete mm-hmm. um i love like love health and fitness i do take it quite seriously um i've got my first half marathon in may in chester and then i've got high rocks in october amazing um <laughs> it's a lot and i do struggle to do like all my sessions mm-hmm. in a week so my split at the minute is one tempo run, one steady, one long one, and then I try to do two anterior strength sessions, two posterior strength sessions, and a conditioning session in a week, but I just can't fit it in. Yeah. So would you recommend 
cutting any of those sessions or maximizing on any in particular yes Uh, so this is honestly such a good question because it is really hard when you're you're kind of just going into okay i need to run this amount because i've got the half marathon but i've also got high rocks but i also want to do my normal um weight training resistance training one of the best things you can do so your runs are perfect i say they're really really good as they are like a solid three runs in like hitting different areas and then the other sessions what i would probably do is you could do an upper body session a lower body session and your conditioning so the conditioning would be you know full-on high rocks doing all your ski ergs your rowers like a, a little mini high rocks practice and then with your upper body and lower body session you can just like whack on a 10 minute amrap or a 10 minute emom at the end of those sessions so you so you're still doing a lot of thresholds you're still hitting really hard sessions but from probably what you're doing at the moment you you would burn out at some point and probably find it quite hard to recover and keep on top of everything and i think obviously a really important thing with with being more hybrid is the is the recovery side of things um so yeah i definitely just cut down your resistance sessions a little bit and whack them into two sessions and then put on some high rocks little blocks as well okay cool okay so doing like conditioning and strength in the same session then i guess yeah yeah and 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 the conditioning stuff as i i did 15 minutes this morning of conditioning and i was absolutely beat yeah um you don't always need to do like a full hour session to realize that you've had a really good practice for high rocks as well um but yeah go on, go on ben i think whenever you're training for something which kind of ties together a multitude of different different sports or different type of training patterns you're always going to be training as someone who's hybrid is is suboptimal not optimal because if you were doing what's optimal you'd just be sticking to one thing and trying to optimize it as much as possible so within those realms of what's suboptimal would be looking at what fits best for you because a lot of people you look at like in the crossfit world who will kind of categorize and tie so many different things together are going to be full-time athletes and who don't have a full-time job who don't have university or anything else to think of and there's going to be or have to be some sacrifice. And I think basing that sacrifice on potentially what your strengths are and, and focusing more on the weaknesses when it comes mm-hmm. to those events is going to be more beneficial for you to be a, a more well-rounded individual. So for example, last year when I was doing the marathon and I was doing strength training, I was doing Muay Thai, I had to then chop down on one or two of the strength sessions because the the folk, my, my strength was strength. Whereas I needed to build it, my engine, my aerobic base a little bit. So dropping one or two of the strength sessions and making sure that I could then apply myself better to where my weak points were meant that I was a better, well-rounded individual. And also that I could apply my full self to the sessions instead of it being half arsed because I was so tired from tacking another chest session and a leg session on that makes sense. Yeah, because I definitely feel like my strength is like conditioning. Yeah. which actually take up probably the least amount of time but as I'm doing more of them and more running which is my weakness I'm also like starving and I feel like I'm really wanting to stay lean as well and it's just like this little circle of like fuel eating more up in my cows and then wanting to stay really lean as well and it's just like just feels like it's this massive circle where I'm doing so much 
but I can't fit it all, and I can't fit it all in. Yeah. I'm so hungry all the time. Yeah. This this is where I was speaking about this on Instagram the other day about how trying to like lose weight or stay lean is so difficult when you're based on really high performance as well and it doesn't go hand in hand so for example at the moment I, I know what you're talking about because i'm currently trying to lose weight for just going on holiday to be in a bit better shape but then also still trying to build my running up and get back into to fighting again and it's really difficult because what you're asking your body to do is say hey operate on absolutely no fuel but yeah. give me maximum performance yeah, and yeah, and that's yeah. why it's it's diff- it's a difficult thing to ask your body to do because both of those things are contradicting where as your body's going to need that fuel to operate po- properly and if you're training that much anyway your body's going to maintain a good solid shape and then that's where a lot of the time is i think we put too much weight and pressure on how we look and yeah. simply changing your mindset around seeing your body as an instrument rather than an ornament is is definitely helpful because at the end of the day you'll get a much bigger high from the way that you feel rather than just being at a lean set point getting a, a pat on the back for that well you know you look lean look great versus being able to go through that hardship and really earning something which which is more difficult yeah and like i honestly think about this when lucy you did your ultra and you lost quite a bit of weight yeah. and I think oh actually if I just have if I increase my cows by like 200 a day I actually went and got like my PB on a 10k and a 15k mm-hmm. last week because I yeah. had like yeah three, exactly I'm like oh I'm so here for this performance element and it's just it's just mentality I know that I need to change that from like being really lean but yeah it just comes and goes I guess yeah absolutely and I think your questions were really valid and and what we said about just switching things around and obviously as Ben said a bit more suboptimal and then definitely you know if you are doing that much performance stuff eating a little bit more is not going to be a bad thing no no I think not. I think being in that growth mindset as well mate, not being a fixed mindset because when the body changes, it's such a beautiful thing. The fact that you can go through and do a marathon prep and obviously you're going to lose weight because the body's trying to do what's best yeah. for you. I had surgery about a month or two ago and I put on weight and that was my body trying to protect me and get me back to full health. Mm-hmm. I can go through through strength phases and put on a lot of muscle tissue because that's the body adapting to the new stimulus. So I think it's a beautiful thing that the body will put on weight, lose weight and adapt to the what you're trying to get it to do. And I think once you can register that, your body should change, it will change and it's a, it's a great thing for it to change, the easier it will be to accept. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully we answered your question and thank you so much for answering the phone to us as well. No problem. Thanks, guys. No, Um, you're more than welcome. And we hope you have a wonderful rest of your Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Awesome question. That was a really good question. I think obviously as well, the questions will go into more questions because that was super interesting and the topic she actually brought up. Okay, we write it straight into the next one. Shannon. I didn't even have a discussion. What's her name? Shannon. Shannon. Hi. Come on, Shannon. Shannon. Here we go. Hello. Hiya. Hello, is that Shannon? Yeah, it is. Hi. Hi, Shannon. It's Ben and Lucy here. You are live on the Not So Fit Couple podcast. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good, thank you. Would you like to um, roll in with your question, Shannon? Yeah, sure. Um, so I was listening to a podcast the other day mm-hmm. um, with Sarah Day. Um, for those who don't know her, she's a yeah. quite a big Australian health and wellness influencer. Yeah, we, li- we um, like her. 
<laughs> yeah, she's great. Um, and she was saying how she's always been kind of really open online. Mm-hmm. Um, and where she has chosen to be a bit more private, she's actually received like quite a lot of backlash. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can kind of take the stance that if you're open online, you kind of owe your followers kind of complete insight into your life. And mm-hmm. um, so I was just kind of wondering with the two of you, have you ever kind of felt conflicted about what you are comfortable sharing online? Um, or, you know, has that kind of changed over the course of the time that you've been online? Wow, that is such a good question. Um, So yeah, definitely when you put yourself online and you share quite a lot of things, like I definitely am quite transparent. I share a lot of things about my life, but I wouldn't share everything because I think it's important to keep a private element, like a lot of stuff that happens between myself and Ben, I, I wouldn't really share that online like say for example we had a massive argument and it was awful I wouldn't then go online and be like this has happened we've had a massive argument and and share that amongst people because I think it's quite private things that happen with my family and personal issues that go on again I wouldn't really share online because it's no one else's is business in a way Mm. I probably I take that stance but then in terms of myself and me as a person so I share about my anxiety I share about this I share about how I feel my mood I'm very transparent in that way, but I think you definitely do have to set boundaries, I think. Yeah, I think there's there's all, I, I'm, I'm all for people can share whatever they want to share. And I think it's the same with opinions. Some people often get backlash when it's like, well, why didn't you have an opinion on this topic? Or why didn't you speak about this topic as uh, such and such in this in this industry? And at the end of the day, I think it's completely valid to say, I don't have an opinion on that topic. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's a lot more difficult to stand back and go, well, actually either one, don't have an opinion or two, I don't care. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's, there's never should be a pressure on people to have an opinion on something or, or share something, which they either one, don't want to, or, or two, actually don't really care too much about. I think everybody's different in the way that they will share things. Some people overshare, some people like to keep some cards close to the chest, which I think is also completely fine. I mean, I'm if I was to position myself, I'm probably more like Eminem in the final rap battle where he's <laughs> disclosing everything, like the white trash from the trailer park kind of vibes, where I just like to get everything out there. And like I've spoke a lot about drug use before and how I've taken steroids and been on nights out taking cocaine and wh- whatever. And I'm, I'm quite open and honest. And for me, like my personal brand is that is that person i'm completely honest and open about it but everyone's personal brand isn't isn't that and that's where individuals are different i think you'll see it with celebrities and sports figures and stuff as well some people won't like to disclose everything they like to be quite private whereas you'll get a lot of people who will be open and honest about everything i think at the same time there's going to be maybe a point further down the line where that person is ready to talk about that topic or be open about that topic i think what people often forget is that people who are in the public eye aren't just robots they are human beings and they have emotions and they may just not be emotionally ready to to share on that topic mm. yeah yeah exactly and i guess as you kind of go through your journey like especially on social media what's going on in your life will definitely determine kind of how much mm-hmm. you want to, to share whether it's you know when it comes down to the time of having kids or something like that yeah. but um yeah i just think it's really interesting especially you know i think you can share stuff and then maybe look back on it and and say you wish you hadn't shared yeah. it but yeah you, know, you understand at the time that you're glad that you did yeah. yeah absolutely agree I, I think as as there's always going to be i think that's another good thing as well that like you mentioned i think if people look back and, and regret or change their mind or change their opinion that also takes a strong person 
I think often people receive backlash and say, well, you said this two years ago and now you think this. I think that's a, an illustration of growth, not a point of, well, you're so flexible on your opinion that you don't really have anything to stand on. I think it, it massively shows your maturity of your will and say, do you know what, I was actually wrong on that or I actually wish I hadn't done that. Just out of interest, what was it that Sarah Day received the backlash on? Uh, so she was talking about how with her first pregnancy, she'd been really open. And um, I think she was open about the fact that she was pregnant for a second time. But mm-hmm. once she'd found out um, there was a potential genetic abnormality with her second baby, yeah. she revealed that, but then didn't say specifically what it was. And people were asking, you know, is it this condition? Is it that condition? And she said, look, I've shared everything I'm comfortable mm-hmm. with, but I'm, you know, it's, it's actually, she felt it wasn't her decision to share specifically what that yeah. abnormality could be. Um, and people obviously said, you know, you can't tell us half the story, which, yeah. I mean, is, is quite harsh. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember actually watching some of her YouTubes on this and I thought, Do you know what? She's just had this news about her baby who isn't born yet. Leave her be. Mm-hmm. She might be really, really struggling and just not ready to um, to open up about it. Because definitely with pregnancy and having a baby, it is, qu- it is quite a private topic. And if your pregnancy's not going to, f- to fully to plan, I wouldn't want to be sharing everything out because i think you feel quite vulnerable i think if you're that invested in someone else's life there's probably something that needs to change in yours for it to be a bit more interesting as well yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i think as a follower you can feel kind of quite close to the people you follow you oh yeah know, especially people who are really open but that just of course doesn't give you a right to to demand to know everything oh yeah i think i think that's one of the biggest things is that psychologically i believe it when we're looking at sales it's like it's either seven hours or seven touch points that you need to have with someone in order for them to be fully invested. And when you're seeing someone and the, the, the brain can't register this, that you're just seeing someone through a screen and not sitting opposite on a, on a table. So it feels like you're really building a relationship, even if it is just one way, which I think is often then difficult for people to digest when, like you just said, people don't want to reveal everything. Cause I guess it, you feel probably with that relationship that you're not getting everything from that person, even though the relationship isn't reciprocated. Mm. Yeah. exactly mm-hmm. um i guess it can also be hard as well if something you're sharing involves other people for example in that situation oh yeah a child but as lucy said you know if, if it's something to do with the two of you you know you're not just thinking about yourself when you're choosing what to share as well yeah i think when whenever children and babies are involved it's always it's always tricky i mean you see some people who will set up instagram accounts for the children i'm not a big fan of that because i think it creates a very difficult situation for the child to then to be try and be a child in but that that's a whole different tin of worms, <laughs> that's a different, different ball words game, altogether yeah but thank you thank you so much for your shannon i think shannon that was a, a great question and and really kind of thought provoking as well great no, great speaking to you thank Amazing. you shannon i hope thank you have a great so day bye 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 wow what a great question. question because you you do kind of think about it that sarah's day situation i remember watching her youtube and i felt i i love sarah's day i think she's fantastic I really felt for her and I'm so the to me that's really hard to process that people were like what's wrong like mm-hmm. t- no no that's really per- that's so personal do, do you know what I was do you know what I was getting at there though about how your your brain thinks that's building a relationship with someone else even mm. if that relationship isn't two ways people massively do you know what was a highlight of it actually and people may not have seen this yet is the episode of you that we watched yesterday where there was that psycho woman who locks the blonde girl in the yeah. in the bedroom because she she thinks that they're friends because she's watched us so much on social media which is where i think people get these stalkers oh, carl what was that thing that you were speaking about the other day where someone broke into his house with a gun oh, 
so that was an interesting one. I don't know if you heard about this, Luce. Um, there is a YouTuber internet personality uh, called Gavin Free, who is dating a, a girl called Meg. Uh, Meg Turney. Um, and basically, he is a YouTuber. He's got like 15 million subscribers on his YouTube. Wow. On It's the slow-mo guys. You've probably seen it. Yeah. Um, basically, he was asleep with his girlfriend at home. Uh, a man broke into their Texas house and was going room to room with a handgun <gasps> looking for him to kill him because he'd invented in his mind a like a relationship with this girl and that essentially in this guy's deluded mind he'd uh yeah wanted to kill her husband so that they could be together forever yeah. um and then they managed to hide managed to call the police the police arrived shot this guy dead uh and yeah he was like screaming gavin come out one you're dead and all this type of stuff yeah awful this is what i mean though, about, about that call in terms of people are building these relationships with people because the brain can't associate that it's someone behind the screen not sitting opposite you and then you're building that relationship to the point where you, you people get feelings from it as well and like that guy has got so jealous he wanted to break in and I kill can't. her partner because he felt i guess he felt i was almost like his girlfriend and he was che- cheating on her that's where it's dangerous when people get to stalk a level with people mm. and they feel that relationship is so real yeah wow did you have another number i don't have it did yeah. you want to do one more yeah well, do how, we have do we have time for we one got time, more Carl? Carl? yeah we'll do one yeah, more we'll do one, do one more, more. Okay. find a good one Kind of good one. I can't believe everyone's answered. Why am I so excited about this? Okay. Ben doesn't seem as excited about me. I am excited. I'm just... uh, Yeah, because the last one that I've got isn't actually an English number. I think we've got a plus four nine number. That's not English, is it? Uh, No. Plus four nine. Plus four nine. What's the area code? Indifferent area. Germany. If you do it through WhatsApp, it'll be fine. I'm not doing it through WhatsApp, though. Yeah, I've got... My last one's a plus three four. Plus three four? What's that? I don't know. Plus oh, four God. nine. Plus... So we'll do it for the podcast. What are you doing? Ring the plus four nine number. Plus, I thought you were going to say you're going to ring someone you know. We should ring something. We should ring. We should ring, plus Steph. Spain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, this is Sonia. We were going to give my best friend Fliss a call, but she's actually not available. Is she not? No, she's not available. Oh, <gasps> is that ringing through or not? Who is this? Who is this? Sorry. Sonia from Germany. That's the... It is ringing. It's just the internet. Yeah. We have the international caller. Ben, you got to say hello in German. What is that? Guten Tag. Is it? It's good morning, isn't it? Yeah. It's not in the morning anymore. Hello. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's hello. Then we might have our non-first non-answer. All the Spanish girls. Okay. Sorry, Sonia. We're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately. Do we have another caller? Do you want to call the three four Luke? Yeah, let me just... I think I had one in my email, which wasn't a... Oh. Wow, I thought someone just answered then, Carl. Scared me. Um, she said, hi, Lucy, my number is... I'm from Spain, so I'm sorry if my English is a bit rusty. Don't you worry, we've got a full, full-blown Spanish speaker. How do I put in... Okay, ooh. Ah, no, I don't... Where? Do, how do I put this? Plus three, four... Plus, can I just type in that full number, Carl? Yeah. And it's going to pop up. Right. Sorry, guys, about the delay on this one. Let me... Who's this ringing now? Um, Mariana. 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 And she's from Malaga. Mariana. Let's go. Oh, it's nothing happening. 
And Sasha calling again. No. Come down. Yeah. Oh gosh. Well, that was a shit shitter. I was getting so ready to speak to ourselves. I know. Cal was getting ready. Is there anyone who we can think out of our friends who we could I've got call? More numbers. Oh, Ben. Wow. Go on then. Go on then. I was sad about that one. I was getting uh, a cow. I was waiting for you to whack out your what? Duolingo. What's, you, uh, what's plus 512? Plus 512 area code is Farnworth to Bury no, Bus Route. Oh, sorry, it's plus one and then 512. I'm guessing it's American. Plus one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go on. Let's get an American, American caller because then. the accent is just... Uh, I think you need to put 001 at the start. She just put plus one. Yeah, so I think that's 001. No, it's not this Colombia. Australia. Okay, this is... Taiwan. I don't know what her name is. I do apologize. Ben, ben, we need to know her name. Rook... Oh, you're busy. That's sad. We're just going to have to... Oh, <gasps> there we go. Wait, what, Ben, what's her name? Rue Hicker. Hello? Hi. Hi, is that... Ru Sorry, I'm going to get your name wrong. Is it Ru Ruhika? Yes, it is. It is Ben and Lucy here from Not So Fifth. Hi. Good podcast, how are you? Hello, I'm okay. I'm exhausted, but I'm good. Good stuff. Do you want to um, roll in with your question for us today? Yes, that would be great. Go for it. Um, can I give a little bit of background to my question? Of course yeah, you can. Yeah, okay? of course. Okay, um, so basically when I was like 20, so I'm 24 now, when I was 20, I actually unfortunately went down the uh, eating disorder route, um, and I went to treatment for it, I um, was in recovery, and then I relapsed again, um, and then basically I didn't go to treatment, but my body just kind of was like you know what, we can't really do this anymore. And I started eating a lot mm -hmm. um, just because my body, of course, didn't have enough food for however many years. Mm -hmm. And so I've gained a lot of weight from that, um, which is fine. And I'm in therapy, actually, and just learning to, like, have, like, accept my new body mm -hmm. um, because, obviously, going down that route, I can't really say that I want to lose weight because that would just – I don't want to go down – that yeah. out again yeah. um so i guess um it's just been hard for me because i've had to buy like a whole new wardrobe and all that stuff but i'm doing it slowly because you know money is it's expensive yeah. but i guess um if you guys had any advice like for bad body image days and i know a lot of people say like focus on what your body can do versus like what it looks yeah. like and like then i I think I think straight away, mate. Well done for yeah, obviously being absolutely. open, honest, and also going to get help from a therapist. <clears throat> I think it's something that's often 
kind of shadowed and overlooked a little bit yes it's something that i did a few years ago and i know it's a difficult decision to make but i think getting help in the first place the best thing to do secondly with kind of i guess you said it i'm not a big fan of body positivity i'm a fan of body neutrality neutrality, which is because it's like trying to be happy every day you can't be happy every day it's just if if you were it'd just be fake fake positivity i think it's the same with your body you're you're not always going to be happy with your body and that's even when you get to a lean set point as well when i've been at my leanest or in the best shape it's often when i've been the most miserable so i think again some people dangle this golden carrot of this is where you will feel the best and be the happiest when you get to this destination but it's not it's the process in which you're following to to try and achieve something or to get somewhere which is why we're so big on doing things that are performance based because the high that comes from doing things that are hard way outweigh the things of picking up a gold medal for having a six pack or being a certain weight so i think having those days where you accept it and go do you know what i actually feel like or i feel like i look like shit is is fine because i don't believe that you can always be 100 percent happy with your body and to feel like you can i think puts a lot of external pressure on yourself to feel a way that you don't necessarily have to feel so yeah i think definitely just accepting where your bodies are and and feeling like, do you know what? I feel like shit. But also having self-awareness with that. We did a podcast with Mo Gaudet last year and we were talking about happiness. And negative talk happens to all of us. I don't think you can ever bulletproof your mind from it. So being aware of when those thoughts are coming in your head and you're saying, I don't know what it may be. Or I look, like I'll often do it where I'm like, I'm a piece of shit. I don't look great today. Or I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm just not worthy of this situation or I'm a fraud or an imposter. I try and pick up on when I'm saying those things to myself now and I try and replace it with something different, even if I don't fully believe it at the time. So like I'll before this podcast actually, what did I just say to myself, Lucy? You feel like shit. No. <laughs> this Lucy doesn't listen to me often, so this is we'll have to bear with me a second. But basically I was saying I am unreal and I am amazing. Oh, sorry, that was this morning. No, you it said wasn't. you felt Kyle, like when did I just say it? Before the podcast. Before the podcast. So, and people <laughs> and they said, Why are you saying that? I'm saying just because I am. Mm-hmm. And it makes I think I'm a big a big believer in some people will call it delusional optimism, but I think delusional optimism sometimes is actually really, really good. I've never heard of delusional optimism, but that's fantastic. Delusional optimism, where you're really ridiculously optimistic, where some people say you're so optimistic, like I'm going to build a business and it's going to be in the next year, 10 million pound business. Got you. It's probably not going to be, but if you shoot for the stars, sometimes you hit the moon. It's that kind of philosophy. Okay, I get you. It's kind of like manifesting and like positive affirmation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So yeah. one of one of definitely my points was going to be focus on the good things. I know that's not always easy. But positive affirmations is something that I've always done. I write things on my hands. I've done it throughout a lot of races that I've done or really hard times. I like write on myself, you are amazing or a post-it note that says you're inspirational. And I think it's a really weird thing to do at the start because you feel a little bit egotistical or, or quite vain in a way, but it's not because you're doing it for yourself. And just in terms of where you touched on the comparisons um just notice how social media is affecting the way you feel about your body because it might be subconscious that when you're scrolling through social media you're seeing things and comparing to things that you shouldn't be and it's really really hard because in this day and age everyone has it everyone uses it instagram tiktok all that they are highlight reels and it's just 
being aware that you are allowed to unfollow people. I remember after I came out of my eating disorder, I unfollowed so, so many just like bikini models uh, because I used to save all their pictures with like thigh gaps and things like that. And I unfollowed them and did a massive clear out. And it was only a small thing that I did or from the outside, it would seem like a really small thing. But to me, it was a massive, massive deal. And then when I would go on social media, I realized that I was following accounts that actually helped me like make me a better person, make me feel better about myself. Um, obviously you can't block everything out, but I think it's just being aware that subconsciously you might be taking in quite a lot of what mm-hmm. you see on social media because it's so prevalent in this day yeah. and age. Yeah, I I think like I followed like more people who have similar body types to me on social media just because it's definitely helped like I guess normalize that. But it's just sometimes hard like seeing people at work because it's not social media and it's yeah. more just real life. But I guess you don't know like one thing I try to keep in my head, like from that podcast then that you mentioned about happiness, I yeah. listened to that and I thought it was amazing. Like I was on the treadmill and that time went by so quickly just because I was focused on so much oh. yet to say. But um, what he said like about what your mind tells you isn't fact. Mm-hmm. Like that that really I was like, that is very true. And I think sometimes that's hard to remember. Yeah. Is that it, if my yeah. mind is being mean to me, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. Yeah. I think I think what Mo was talking about there is that how your brain isn't you. Because if, if your brain was you, you'd never tell yourself those things. Mm. But it does, and that's why you, to sep- to kind of separate yourself from that is is really important. I think at the same time, even if you're looking at other people and sometimes comparing yourself, it's always going to happen. But I think realizing that jealousy isn't a negative trait is also important. It's fine to be jealous of other people. I get jealous of people all the time. I think again, accepting that that's not negative. It's just another emotion. As long as obviously you're not yeah. you're not acting on it or treating people in ways that you are jealous is is fine i sometimes like when i'm injured or when i'm doing things i'll get jealous of lucy when i was going through my eating disorder and i had to to peel back from disassociating myself with i need to look this certain way and i couldn't train or eat anymore that was just solely based on composition i'd get jealous of my friends in the fitness industry or of of lucy but the fact that i could then understand jealousy as an emotion more and just not act on it or, or not feel like I had to hide the fact that I was jealous of other people because I think that's what causes half the battle is that you feel like you shouldn't be feeling this emotion when sometimes it's just completely normal. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's everything that I had to say. That was honestly one of my favorite questions because you were really vulnerable and opened up to mm-hmm. us and I think that's a really powerful thing to do. So just know you are definitely a very confident person to be able to do that as well and hopefully you. you've taken a little yeah. bit of and to tell yourself advice. you're a fucking animal yeah you're a day. fucking animal you're amazing <laughs> right on your hand thank yeah. you guys you're more than welcome mate. thanks thank for tuning you. in thanks i hope to meet you guys soon next time i'm in um well next time i've never been to the uk but oh. i want to go and we, next time well Bye. we will be doing a podcast tour in america at some point so yeah bit, so make sure you're us. there <laughs> come to um come to seattle washington I'm sold. Sold. Sounds amazing. Sounds sexy already. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. We're going to Seattle, everybody. We're going to Washington. Where's Seattle? Washington. America. Shut up, girl. Geography is not a strong point. Where is Washington, D.C.? No, different Washington. What do you mean? Where is Washington? Seattle. 
Carl. It's in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, Carl, it's on the map. It's in Seattle. Thank you. I got it, everybody. Well, what a podcast. That was good. Our first live phone-in. That was actually, I think as well, it's really interesting just to ask other people their questions because they, when when people put like a question box on Instagram, you can you have like this much space. Whereas... Oh, but also you don't you get... Is, am I... Is this the right word? You don't get the rebuttal. Yeah. What does rebuttal mean? Like the back and forth or uh, the, the argument or the counterpart to the question. Rebuttal. Shall I give my word of the day as well? Go on. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, wait, we're going to have to spell them out loud. What was it? Pulchritude. What's that mean? Pulchritude is physical beauty. Oh, wow, okay. He saw her beyond her obvious pulchritude and spent time getting to know her. I have a vocabulary app, guys, um, and I think it's fantastic. So pulchritude is the word of the day. Mine's delusional optimism then. Yeah, sorry, when you said it, I didn't think it was a real thing. I think when you yeah. put the word delusional with something else, it sounds sounds a lot. I think I'm a little bit delusional, optimistic. I think I think it's definitely a good thing, and then obviously it can get to a point where it's not healthy for you, like tox, like really toxic. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think you it's can't. Good to be optimistic. You can't. You can't be great at everything. No. As like I was saying to you yesterday, you you you'll be a great runner, but you might not be a great something else. Yeah. You might be an unbelievable snooker player but a, an average dad do you know what i mean you, you're gonna most of the time people who are absolutely unbelievable at something are average at, at everything else yeah and it's probably quite a hard pill to swallow yeah, but yeah you shouldn't 100%. you shouldn't be i think which is why again that gold medal syndrome comes into things where you've done you're such a high achiever in one field that when you then come away from that field you're average at everything else which is really difficult to digest and swallow yeah i agree but holiday holiday What's that theme tune from? Holiday. Where's that song? from? Holiday. No, but that's no, in a ri- Let's get physical. Let's get physical. No, no, that's a different song. No, Cal. Cal. That's a different song. I do know that. Let's get physical. Physical. But this is. You were singing Holiday. No, it's a, it's a similar, oh, similar beat. God. Similar beat. Should just sang a Disney song one? for you, shouldn't I? I think it's this Favorite one. Disney song, Cal? Go. I'm just... Let's get down to business. To defeat the hun. I think mine's because it's such high energy. You you cannot love this song with her. If you don't know it off by heart, it's not your favourite Disney song. I do, but it's got a different... It's the Coco one, isn't it? That's why. That is why. That's literally why he does it at the start. And he goes... <laughs> yeah, it's the start of it. Here we go. Ready? No, 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 no. Me and more. It's red and I'm more, I am more. Yeah, make me pop a loco. What a song. You just can't not smile and be happy about that song. Yeah, it's a great song. Same with the Moana one. Oh, Moana, you're welcome. I could. You're welcome. I could really wrap that whole thing. Go. Shall I? Ready? Shall we get? No, wait. We need a bit of background. Whoa! No, wait. That's that's Queen. Um, honestly, I can go on. I could explain every natural phenomenon: the tide, the grass, the ground. Oh, that was Mary just messing around. I could have still I buried its guts. Saw the tree. Now you got coconuts. What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? Don't miss the Mary when he's in a breakaway. The tapestry here on my skin is the map of the countries I win. Look at them, Megan. Like, <laughs> 
Thank you. That was also without background music. So <laughs> the way that I could just go into yeah, it really, really. But yeah, we're going to Disney again next week. Just to be kids again, forget about everything in life, bills, tax. Life. Life. It's just great that I think it's really important to actually have a break. Yeah. It's so important to have a break, like a creative break, get away, just <sighs> refresh. Yeah. Ready to come back again. Yeah. Um, then following that, we will be down at Gymshark again. Yes, we will. Filming some couple really of cool episodes. We've got some epic guests in the bag. We've got a couple of uh, guest episodes also recorded that will be released whilst we're in America. Yeah, absolutely. And as always, we forgot to give oh. the Coro code. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. We talked about it, but we didn't give the code. Well, that's not okay. Yeah. It's not so fit five. It, it will appear on the screen. Yeah, not so and fit five. It will five. appear on the screen. Use the link below. Coro is epic. It is so good to be yeah. there. Like, it's actually phenomenal. Like, get, fair. Get play. your Coro buffer in. Enjoy. Or just eat Coro every single day. Have a wonderful <laughs> rest of your day or evening. That's my YouTube outro. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>